Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the quick hitter version of the Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. Our highlighted conversation this week is with legendary coach George Carl who coached six NBA teams between 1985 and 2016. Some of his most memorable squads were in Seattle between 1991 and 1998, where his Sonics averaged more than 59 wins each season. The team just fit my personality. They needed a passionate guy that, you know, taught the game the right way. And, and I had great assistant coaches with Tim Gregorich and Bob Kloppenberger, Terry Stoss and Dwayne Casey would come later. Um, and so, you know, we just had a great run in Seattle. And Gary and Sean were young players that were searching for a direction. And once they found that direction, they were fantastic. Oh. And, you know, I mean, and, and you know, the, the seven years in Seattle, you know, we never won a championship. But that's a pretty good run out there for a team that never won a championship. Oh, I mean, you want, I know you want, you, you average more than 59 wins a season. It was amazing. And what kills me about it, I mean, what, the, the, what I loved and what I feel is selfishly your greatest moment was you're down 0-3 against the Bulls. Me and Frank, I sold the New York, all the, all the New York rioters, everybody in town actually that was, that loves Seattle as a city is going, ah, crap, these bastards are going to get swept. And we're going to have to leave and go home early. We wanted at least a week here at the finals. And all of a sudden you win the next two games and, and you win the, and you send the series back to Chicago. And all of a sudden the riders are taking ferries out to Bainbridge Island, renting bikes. We're loving you at that point, George. That was awesome. <laughs> well, Seattle in the, in the springtime and early summer is probably as, be, as, as pretty as it gets. And, um, you know, I've actually gone back and looked at all those games in this pandemic situation. and It was two really good defensive teams, and they were just – yeah, we couldn't score. Come game six, we couldn't score. Yeah, I mean, we won the two games in Seattle because of our defense created enough offense to get over the hump. Uh, but and, – and, I mean, I, I think we scored over 101 times. And only in the 90s, like three times. And so, you know, we were in the 80s, and maybe the last game might have been in the 70s. And, uh, well, and I was watching that game, and I saw what a difference, you know, taking hands off of guards is and the yeah. freedom of movement and flow. I mean, that was a, that was a wrestling match more than in today's game. It's more of a, a track meet, and we and that series was more of a, a wrestling match. And a lot of – a lot of, a lot of physicality, a lot of toughness, mental and physical toughness, and and uh, you know Michael, my, I actually thought we did a good job with Michael most of the series. Guys like Rodman and Kukoc and Pippen were the guys we lost the series. 
Yeah, he had, there was a heck of a supporting cast in that. The I'm one of the great stories that uh, when Jamal Crawford gave us a good hour recently, he said, you know, I found what I said, what were you doing tonight? And he goes, oh, I was. I was working the concessions, helping my sister, and I was just sitting on the stairs watching. And I was going, wow, that was a long time ago. But, you know, he he almost got emotional talking about losing basketball in Seattle. What was that like for you? I'm still pissed off about it. You know, I, well, I have no idea. You know, it was like... There, there was something about David Stern and, and his relationship with the city, not just not the team of Seattle, but the government of the city of Seattle and the government of the state of Washington. I just don't think they, I don't think David enjoyed the relationship. And uh, Howard Schultz, I have no idea what happened there. I just, I was in, I was actually in, my daughter lives in Olympia now. And I was visiting her the day they they, they announced the uh, announced that they were moving to Oklahoma City, and I was driving my car. I had to pull off to the side of the road and just think about it. And I, I'll be honest with you, it still angers me today that the city of Seattle doesn't have basketball. I mean, it's just kind of. I, I think it'll get back someday. I hope it gets back in my time, but. Um, so you pull over the side of the road, of, you're basically getting emotional about it. Well, you know, there's I, I had a, I had an AAU team in Seattle called Friends of Hoop. Mm. It's still in Seattle. I don't have anything to do with it anymore. But Sam Perkins and I started a Martin Luther King High School basketball tournament when we were there. There's a lot of roots in Seattle that uh, that, are, that are really important to me and. A lot of guys still live there, you know. I know Gary goes back a lot. Sean and Detlef live there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and and Nate McMillan is one of my favorite people of all time. And I mean, it was just a great seven years. Yeah. Before we move past the Seattle experience, Sam Perkins told us a story at All Star Weekend about a time that you borrowed his clothes for a game. Um, I, I have to let you hear this because it's because uh, I, I didn't believe it. I did not believe it myself. So he comes out, comes out with my sweater on, my mock neck that he stretched to to oblivious. I did not know. First of all, I kept looking at him like he don't wear the mock necks. So I ain't paying no mind. We, I don't even know if we won the game. But the point when we got back to the locker room, he takes the, the damn thing off. And he says, Perk, this is yours. He took somebody else's belt and said, this is yours. He had somebody's jacket and said, I, don't, I can't even remember. But I, all I remember is my stretch mock, my neck, my my half neck turtleneck was stretched to oblivion because his big head went all through it and then his neck was bigger than mine. And I was like, no, you didn't. And you know how, you know how coaches sweat profusely. This thing was ringing. I could not wear it. (laughs) True story. It is a true story. There were days in my life, I think what I must have took a sweater that had a hole in it or something like that. And I walked around the locker room finding, trying to find something I could put on. 
And it was Sam. In what? fact, I think Sam gave it to me. He didn't take it. He didn't take it back. <laughs> well, he's, he said you stretched the hell out of it, and then he said um, he said you wore a teammate's belt and another guy's coat. I, I love that. You just you borrowed an outfit. Yeah, I did. I did that on one game, and I remember one game in Denver. I uh, wore an Iverson jersey. And to the game because I forgot because I forgot something else. I wore out jersey, got fined like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so you know, oh, that's connection. Try to try to connect with players in any way possible. If you want to hear more from George Carl, please check out the Mike Wise Show. We have a new one each Monday from Pure Hoops Media.